Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of EO Fire and welcome to Master Leadership. Great leaders ask great questions and this podcast takes you on a journey to master leadership with questions that matter to leaders who matter with your host, Lily Sinabria. Hi, this is Lily, and welcome to Master Leadership Through Crisis series, where we will connect with leaders worldwide to gain insights on important questions to help us navigate through rough waters. If you would like to participate as a guest, or if you have a question that you would like to ask a guest, go to masterleadership.org for more information. Money and happiness expert Ken Honda is a best-selling self-development author in Japan with book sales surpassing 7 million copies since 2001. His latest book called Happy Money, The Japanese Art of Making Peace with Your Money, was published in 2019 by Simon & Schuster. Ken studied law at Waseda University in Tokyo and entered the Japanese workforce as a business consultant and investor. Ken's financial expertise comes from owning and managing several businesses, including an accounting company, a management consulting firm, and a venture capital corporation. His writings bridge the topics of finance and self-help, focusing on creating and generating personal wealth and happiness through deeper self-honesty. Ken provides ongoing support through mentoring programs, business seminars, therapeutic workshops, and correspondence courses. Ken is the first person from Japan to be voted into the Transformational Leadership Council, a group of personal and professional development leaders. He is fluent in Japanese and English, lived in Boston, Massachusetts for two years, and currently resides in Tokyo, Japan. Welcome, Ken Honda. How are you? Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Well, we're happy to have you on our podcast. Are you ready to pour into our listeners? Yes, I am. Great. Now, Ken, where are you calling in from? Where are we connecting from? I'm outside of Tokyo, two hours in the mountains. This is from my retreat center. Oh, fantastic. And it looks beautiful. I'm already calm. (laughs) Just watching (laughs) you and your smile and your surroundings, I'm really good. So, Ken, can you tell us a bit about your path to leadership and what you're doing now? So I have a unique background. I had an accounting background. I was very successful in my 20s. So when I was 29, I find out that my wife was pregnant. So we decided to have a time off. And it turned out to be four years of child raising just for both of us. So it's kind of rare for a Japanese man who is supposed to work, work, work all the time. Took four years off of his life. And during the semi-retirement, I had this vision of writing a book on happiness and money. And I never had any uh, literature background. I was a law major student. I was doing an accounting job, consulting job. But I this urge of helping people find peace with their money is so big because my father was a very successful accountant. And when I, since I was a small child, he taught me everything about money. That's why I could retire at a very young age. So 
I decided to take a leadership in supporting people find peace with their money. It doesn't really matter how much money you have or how much money you make. It's about your attitude with money that decides your happiness. And I, over the years, I have met so many successful people and miserable people. It doesn't really matter how much they have. Even if you have so much money, if you're worrying about which kind of jet you're going to buy next time and just it gives you restless nights, you're not happy. And even if you have $5 in your pocket, if you're willing to share $4 off of your $5, you are a wealthy man. This attitude I learned from my mentor, Wahei Takeda, who's called Warren Buffett of Japan. He taught me the most important thing is to appreciate money. He called it arigato in, arigato out. And I've been teaching these principles and I wrote my English first book called Happy Money last year. And it's been out in 13, 14 countries by now. Oh, and so I love that concept. I'm already feeling peace just by you speaking it. So when you say arigato in, arigato out, how does that translate? So when money comes in, Wahe says, appreciate the money coming in. So because thankful in days, and thankful out. Yes. These days, people don't pay you, right? <laughs> and mm-hmm. so you're getting paid. Is It doesn't really matter if it's government or just somebody giving you money. It's a great thing. So you can appreciate. But instead, we always complain about payment, how little it is. And so we always worry about money. So instead of worrying and complaining about money, when money comes in, just appreciate money coming in. And on the other end is also the same way. When you spend your money, when money leaves your life, also appreciate your money for being with you because you're getting something in return. Either it's a service, restaurant, or you bought something on Amazon and you had the money to buy that. So you appreciate money right. to do that for you. Right. So exactly. that is the principle. And if right. you do that, you start this cycle of appreciation in your life and that tends to attract more abundance and happiness. Two things I want to quickly address is where can we find your book? It's Happy Money, right? Mm-hmm. Everywhere at the airport. I think 150 airports are carrying them and Amazon, you can get them. It's easy. It's a yellow smiley book, so you cannot <laughs> miss. It's, it's Happy Money is the title of the book. And since I retired, I had so much time. So I've been writing more than 55 books and sold about 8 million copies so far. And mostly on happiness and money and how to find your gifts, how to turn your gifts into money and how to find life purposes. So that's my forte. So finding life purposes, finding all of that is fantastic. How can we find you? Yeah. (laughs) So if you Google Ken, K-E-N, Honda, as in a car, there's um, not much, but we're creating more content in English. And we prepare so much free thing that you can learn. It's about your attitude. So once your attitude shifts around money, your whole life will turn around. It's KenHonda.com. There will be all kinds of videos and free lessons on happy money. And you're the only Ken Honda, right? They'll see your face. They'll know how to connect with you. (laughs) I think so. Happily looking panda like guide is me. I love that. Now, (laughs) when we came on, you said that you were at your center. Tell us about that. 
So about 10 years ago, I had this vision of buying a center because I love burning candles and aroma oil and a lot of hotels prohibit from doing that because they're afraid of fire. So I want a total freedom that nobody bothers us. So I bought the center in the middle of the mountains. It was owned by a company for a training center. So we can seat 60 people. We can sleep 20 people. We used to do a lot of events here. But now it's only four of us, my family, who are sort of self-quarantined in this place. But I'm surrounded by thousands of books, so I'm not complaining. <laughs> and you're happy. I can tell. (laughs) So yeah, so, you know, during the time of this interview, we're hopefully at the tail end of the pandemic. I'm in New York, you're in Japan. What's the status in Japan? Japan is doing a funny policy, sort of like Sweden. Uh, Legally, we cannot lock down the whole nation. So government asks voluntary self-quarantine. And a lot of people obey that, but still, I think it's not enough. But strangely, there aren't many deaths. So probably because of certain virus, we have certain immunity for that. So there are only about 500 deaths here so far. So uh, it's not as strict as North America. But it certainly has affected your organization because it's only four of you now, right? And travel. Yes, I think the bullet train and airplane, the occupancy is about 95% down from last year. Mm-hmm. So everybody is now quiet and just enjoying his or her time with the family. Hey, leaders, stay tuned for the rest of the interview following this brief message. If you want to find, claim, develop, and expand your voice in order to land that job, those clients, or that partner, then Master Your Swag podcast is for you. You don't have to have expert credentials to be featured, and you can select from several plans that can perfectly match your needs. Go to MasterYourSwag.com and claim your spot as a guest, and be ready to get noticed. That's MasterYourSwag.com. I like the calming perspective on money, that appreciation Mm. for Mm -hmm. that. Now, What resources, quotes, or advice have helped you most during this crisis? So I always believe when something tragic happens, I think it's a reset button individually, socially, and globally. And I think what's happening right now is like a whole reset button. It's definitely helping our environment. We see mountains clearly, no pollution, more fish is swimming in the water. So I think this is doing something good for the planet. And I think we have to really let go of the things we don't need anymore. And also we need to find out what is essential for me in my life. So probably we don't need more fancy clothes or fancy cars or whatever that is. And I think probably what people are finding out is that family members, friends, or life purposes are far more important than how we look because we haven't been to a hair salon, right? And also nail spa or yes, whatever that is. So I know. <laughs> we cannot pay much attention to how we look. But I think we are going inward to a more zen-like. So what is it? Why is this happening? Why did I lose my job? 
And I think it's a beautiful reset button. Otherwise, you probably would have worked like a slave. And for now, even though you may not get paid, this is, I think, the beginning of something great. Mm. I talk about this on my YouTube channel in Japan. And whenever I post a video, I usually get about 600,000 viewers. And in the videos series, I talk about the new era, a new civilization. I think this is the end of city civilization. We rushed into the cities. Half of us are living in the cities. But we condensed ourselves into cities like Tokyo, New York, and Kakata, Paris. All of them in the cities uh, where highly populated area are the ones that got hit big. Mm -hmm. So I think we need to respect our nature more and we need to start developing new ways of having the right distance, respecting nature, and figure out how to work with it. So we need to work less hours, less pollution, more respect to one another, because we have to share what we have. Otherwise, we cannot survive. So hopefully, after this catastrophe, we will learn how to share. And what I mean is both financially and emotionally. You're absolutely right. I know there's an uptick in people moving from the city mm -hmm. in New York to the suburbs. Yes. And there's a need and there's a desire to do that. And you spoke about being quiet or looking inward mm -hmm. as well for that peace. And that's a thread that I find in leaders like yourself who I've been interviewing. You know, this happened to us quickly, it seemed. And at first it was a shock, but then we have been learning to be quiet and be still. And I've had to learn that several times because I'm not really good at being still. <laughs> but I'm learning that and I'm connecting with people like yourself and I see the value in that. So I appreciate you talking about that. Now, as a leader, as a lifelong learner, what are you learning right now? I'm learning to share what I have, what I know, and who I am. And if you don't have money, you can share your smile and kindness and gentleness with other people. And what's interesting is that certain things you feel like you don't have, like love, money, or peace. But once you start sharing what you want, you realize that you have them. If you share your $5 or for some kind of donation, you feel joy. When you just send mail, say hello to your friends, you feel more love. So by reaching out, you get more. So if you sort of like get stuck, in your small world, you feel lonely. So even though we're isolated in our homes and small places, I think reaching out to somebody, both emotionally and uh, mentally, I think it's very important. And also connection is the most important thing, uh, heart connection. And amazingly, you can do through Zoom, like what we're doing right now. Right. You know, that's right. And sometimes you get Zoomed out. Mm -hmm. But I find the more I do this and the more present I am, the more I can connect, even though you're so far away. Your energy is certainly coming in. That makes me really, really happy and looking mm -hmm. forward to these sessions. Now, what has been a challenge for you? For me, I feel a little bit guilty that I'm very happy. I have no problems. 
And so as much as I want to share what I know, what I have and who I am, I feel a little guilty when I see people suffer, when I see people going through tough times. I can help probably a few hundred people, but I can help everybody. So I'm just praying that everybody goes through this. And that's the only prayer I have for everybody. So like going to see what's going on in other people's life, I heard a lot of pain in my heart. But I think with this pain, I can learn about pain as a human being, and I can be more loving, and I can be more sharing. So going through this is very hard for me. So even though I don't have any personal issues, I know some of my friends have own restaurants. Some of my friends own companies that hire a few hundred people. So, you know, a lot of us are just trying to figure out our next steps, right? And I love your authenticity. Your prayers are welcomed. So, Ken, when you think of leadership today, what are you most concerned about? And what are you most hopeful about? I think with the stress of what's going on in the world, we are more irritated. We are more upset. And so we get easily aggravated. So we tend to lose our peace and also gentleness toward other people. So if some people are not supposed to do something like wear masks or get in line or have the right social distance, people get upset we get charged so easily. So that's why I'm a little worried about us. And also in the family, I think I get more irritated, even though I don't get as irritated as much, but still I feel the energy is there. And I think the most important thing is that we care one another. We care for less fortunate people. So uh, we need to extend hands, but uh, those are the people who slap their hands too. So at this time, everybody suffers. So if you try to be gentle with yourself and gentle with other people, I think it's beautiful. And I hope that everybody will treat each other with a more gentleness and care. I think it's the same thing as nations. We separated one another. I think somebody at the top of EU apologized Italy and Spain for not taking good care of them when Spain and Italy asked for help, EU didn't give them as much help as they could because Germany, France, and other countries are also suffering. So they don't have enough resources to support. Right. And they officially apologized. And for example, big countries like US and France and England and other countries, they can support less fortunate countries financially But all these countries are so tied up with their domestic problems. And since our borders are shut down globally, Mm -hmm. I feel like there will be less aid and less care for other countries. And I think it's going to hit harder on countries where all the big area, like India and Africa, where there's no water Mm -hmm. to wash their hands. So those countries are going to be hit severely in the next few months. And I hope all the industrialist countries are going to offer help. And I think that's what really important for the planet to grow to the next level. 
And I think we are so tied up with what's going on and we tend to lose respect to one another. I think it's going to happen globally who did what or who didn't do what. So instead of blaming each other, I think it's the same thing in a household. You didn't wash your plates when you had a chance, you know. So if you just start blaming each other, it's going to be a lot of fights. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It's the same kinds of stressors that can cause us to be at each other. So thank you for sharing that. Now, I want to pose a question from Karen Groves. She wants to know, what is it that you see is missing from the leaders you encounter? I think probably what I've been talking about, being gentle, being loving, I think that's what many leaders seem to miss out because they have to show results. Um, They have to move forward. And oftentimes we tend to forget gentleness, loving part of us. And so if we forget loving part and gentleness, uh, there will be a lot of suffering. So as a leader, I think being gentle is the most important and often ignored qualities in leadership. Mm-hmm. And in leadership, we forget that leading ourselves is the hardest thing to do. That's true. <laughs> and so being more loving, working on de-stressing, doing the things that you are doing, being that change that we wish to see in the world. Mm-hmm. Now, as a listener of this podcast, what is a question that you would like a future leadership guest to respond to? What do you want to know from them? Okay. So after everything gets calmer, what kinds of leadership will be necessary in the coming age? So tune in because I will be asking other leaders this question. I can't wait. (laughs) So Ken, is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? First of all, thank you so much for spending your time and listening to our conversation. And I hope you feel a little calmer somewhat after this. And, you know, our life goes on no matter what. And human beings will survive. And all of us have to change. So I'm writing a book called Courage to Change Your Life. And I think every one of us needs to change. We don't know how and what, but change is necessary. And so uh, let's take it as a more exciting experience rather than frustration. So let's all change and let's have fun. That's a beautiful way to close this out. When do you anticipate having that book? I'm working on it. So it's going to be out in Japan first, and hopefully it's going to be out in the world. Well, Ken, I want to thank you so much for adding value to me and to our listeners. Tomarigato. Arigato. Thank you so much, and have a beautiful day. You're such a beautiful person. You too, Ken. In closing, here's a quick message. Coaching is the art of influence that underpins leadership in the 21st century. It is the very thing that can get you from being stuck to being extraordinary. So go to masterleadership.org and sign up to get a free coaching session. Until next time, continue to ignite that leader in you.